Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash Talk with TK. I'm TK Tom Kelly with you on a Monday as we break down another Eagles victory, the Philadelphia Eagles improve to 4-0 and on Sunday afternoon with a, an impressive 29-21 victory over Doug Peterson and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Eagles 4-0 and for the first time since 2004. We all remember that season. Eagles went to the Super Bowl, Terrell Owens, and a fantastic regular season of Eagles football that season. And it looks like we're in in line for another one this year. And what was so impressive about that game yesterday, and we'll get into all of it, but the resiliency, the resiliency of this team coming back from a 14-0 deficit, because let's face it, coming back from adversity, you know, dealing with adversity, coming back from uh, a deficit being behind playing from behind something this team hasn't had to do this year I mean you look back at the Detroit game yeah they fell down seven early but we're able to make up that deficit pretty quickly we're playing the majority of that game from in front same thing against Minnesota same thing the following week against the Washington Commanders and and things didn't go well for the Eagles early on in this game Jalen Hurts uh on the first drive uh, you know, offensively, I would say a bad decision, honestly, throwing the ball into a, a lot of coverage gets tipped up in the air. Andre Cisco picks it off, takes it back for a touchdown. Jacksonville gets the ball back. They go up 14, nothing. And at that point, you know, we were going to see what this team was made of. This is a situation they haven't really been in it so far this season. And what did we see from the Eagles following that point? We saw a team getting back to their roots, getting back to a lot of things, honestly, that they did last year, running the football. Obviously, the weather plays into that as well. It's just not the kind of game, not the kind of day, and you saw it on the other side with Trevor Lawrence, where you're going to be able to come out and throw the ball 40, 50 times and throw it with a lot of success. It's just difficult to do that with the elements and with the weather, the way that it was, not just the rain, but also the wind. And I thought it was a really impressive victory and a real critical moment. And again, like statistically, you'll look at this game from Jalen Hurts and you won't think it was like overwhelming from, 
you know, a statistical perspective. It's not like he threw for a ton of yards. It's not like he, you know, had this this crazy day through the air. But he was efficient. And the way he bounced back, I think he's kind of a representation of what this whole team was yesterday. Because just like they fell down 14 nothing, Jalen Hurts threw a pick six on one of his first pass attempts of the game. I mean, just think back to Carson Wentz in 2020, and not to always bring things back to Carson Wentz here, but let's face it. When that would happen to Carson Wentz in 2020, when he would make a big mistake like that, he was in the tank, and you knew it, and and you knew he wasn't going to be able to bounce back from that. With Jalen, he is able to bounce back. He really does move on to that next play mentality, the 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 idea that, yeah, I mean, that's behind us. We got to move on, and, and we got to keep playing. And he was able to do that, was able to play really efficient, and I thought a real critical moment early on in this game when he goes down 14 nothing, and they're going in and they have that touchdown negated. A.J. Brown uh, goes in on a little bubble screen, uh, and that's negated on a questionable penalty on Dallas Goddard. And at that point, the Eagles have, I think it was second and goal from the 22. And, you know, you're just looking to work yourself back into a manageable situation at that point. And that's exactly what Jalen Hurts was able to do. I thought specifically – that third down run, I mean, third and goal from around the 20-yard line, takes the ball inside the five. That's what allows you to go for it on fourth down. And obviously, Nick Sirianni with the aggressiveness, something I personally always love. I think you should go for it way more often than not. But for you know Jalen Hurts in that situation to understand the situation and know, yeah, we want seven out of this drive. But the only chance that we're even going to put our coach in a situation where he can go for it is if we make it a fourth down and manageable, you can't go for fourth and goal from the 15, you know, you can't go for, for fourth and goal, even and in that situation with that early in the game and the score, what it was, you can't go for fourth and goal from like the eight. You got to get inside the four yard line. You got to give your coach a reason to go for it. And Jalen Hurts just knowing the situation there, knowing how important it was to make that a manageable fourth down opportunity was huge. And then the Eagles convert the next play. Jalen Hurts with a real big boy run, taking it into the end zone. And that set a tone, got the Eagles back in the game. They're able to score another couple times before halftime. And, and they erased a 14-point deficit like it was nothing. And it's like you blink all of a sudden, okay, they're back on top 20 to 14, and it's time for the team to start rolling. So – uh, you know, the biggest takeaway is probably just that, how resilient this team was, how resilient Jalen Hurts was. And I think that's a real credit to the coaching staff and a real credit to Nick Sirianni. And I think, you know, over the course of the first four games here, and certainly when you look back to last year, a lot of encouraging signs with Nick Sirianni. Just confidence in what he does. You know, I, I like the fact that Sirianni is not, one of these coaches where his approach varies week to week, you know, he has a core philosophy that he sticks to essentially. Like he wants to be aggressive and the Eagles will be aggressive more often than not. They're not going to go for every fourth down, but they're going to go for most of them. Like most of them that are manageable, they will go for it. They're looking to score touchdowns. They're not looking to score field goals. And I think it's been noticeable this year. How much better Sirianni has been with game management. And I think that comes back to what he did in the offseason when he gave up the play calling responsibilities to Shane Steichen. And, and 
I didn't really understand at the time. Like a, a lot of people were looking at that as a negative. A lot of people were looking at that as, you know, a red flag. I looked at it the opposite way. I, I love the fact that Nick Sirianni's willing to do that. I love the fact that he's willing to give up play calling. I mean, you look around the league, you look at some of these other young head coaches that are struggling, that aren't willing to do that kind of thing. Like Matt Nagy, a guy who struggled in Chicago. He wasn't willing to give his play calling up until it was essentially stripped from him last year in Chicago. Um, and just Sirianni knowing, even though he likes calling plays, I'm sure any offensive head coach likes calling plays, but understanding that for me to be the best head coach I can be, for me to manage the football game, time management, going for fourth downs, doing these kind of things, I need to devote more of my attention to that. Like I can't be tied up in play calling, especially when you have coaches that you trust. And Shane Steichen, who we don't really talk about a lot, but this is an experienced offensive coach. I mean, this is a guy that, that coached and called plays for a while in Los Angeles. I mean, this is a guy who, for for better or worse, I mean, his rookie season, he was the one who was really working with and developing Justin Herbert out there in, in uh, Los Angeles. And I think Steichen's done a tremendous job. I love his feel. I love uh, the way where he adjusts, you know, and he knew yesterday was more of a running day, was more of a, a, a day when the Eagles were going to need to pound the football, and they did, and a really impressive on a lot of fronts. But when you look at where this game was won, you know, I'm looking at one person here who deserves more credit than anybody for this one. And obviously, players always get the most credit, and they, they deserve it. They're the ones performing out on the field. But this was a Howie Roseman win, if I've ever seen one. I mean, when you look at the key contributors in this game, offensively, A.J. Brown, obviously, you know, was the Eagles' leading receiver. He's really the only target Jalen Hurts went to. I mean, Dallas Goddard a few times. Devontae Smith made a couple catches. But it was really the A.J. Brown show. But you look offensively, the Eagles lost three offensive linemen in this game. Jordan Mulata. Isaac Sayamalu both went out, and, and I believe Dickerson went out for a little period of time as well. And most teams, you lose three offensive linemen, you lose two offensive linemen throughout the course of a game, you're done. Like, you can forget about it. You're not going to be able to survive that. Not the case with this team because of the way Howie Roseman is built, because this team is so dedicated to we are going to build through the offensive line. That's our core philosophy. We don't care if we get crap for how many picks we tie up in the offensive line. That's what we're going to do. And that's why, you know, you're able to fill in. You get a guy like Jack Driscoll coming off the bench who's able to fill in for Mulata. You know, Sua Opeta, these guys who have been around, the, the, these backup reserve offensive linemen, because this team goes 10 deep. Like, I, I truly believe almost every guy on this roster, on the offensive line, could start for most teams in the NFL. That was huge. Not only do you replace your starters, but you thrive without your starters. You're running the ball. You're dominating at the line of scrimmage with multiple backups up front. Like, that's a huge deal. That's a huge credit to the front office. You look at the defensive side of the ball, and we'll talk a lot about the defense here over uh, the rest of the podcast. But look at the guys who are making the big plays for you defensively in Astros game. Hassan Reddick, who I love the signing in the offseason, a little slow start to the year. Now we're starting to see Hassan Reddick come on a little bit. Like now we're starting to see why 
you know, this guy has had double-digit sacks the last two years and why he's such a valuable piece. He was tremendous. That was a great signing by Howe in the offseason. One of the biggest plays in this game. I believe it was 14-14 at the time. Jacksonville's going in, and just a tremendous read by James Bradbury, able to step up, able to make the interception. James Bradbury, the Eagles got for for essentially nothing, like a one-year deal at a very reasonable price. This guy could have been had by anybody in the NFL. I mean, the Giants screwed up with their cap. They just kind of couldn't keep him, so they needed to let him go. But to get James Bradbury in here, like, these are difference-making players on the defensive side of the football that Howie Roseman brought in. And I think you look at this game yesterday, this was a Howie win. Like, this was a game that Howie Roseman put the Eagles in position to win with their depth and with their offseason acquisitions. And it's a game they they honestly, they probably don't win last year. Um, we know this team was unable in many respects to come back from, from large deficits last season because of a lack of a passing game, but also, you know, because they couldn't get stops and turnovers. They forced five turnovers yesterday. Like, that is a significant deal. You're going to win a lot of football games when you do that, and the defense has been really fun to watch here over the last couple weeks. The way they are getting to the quarterback the way they are pressuring, I mean, it looks like the Eagles' defense of old. And when you think back, and and again, and I'm sure this is something that will happen more and more, and it's inevitable that it's something that's going to happen more often as we go throughout the season, and as this team hopefully keeps having success, is we will make these comparisons to the 2017 Eagles. And I think one of the biggest things with that group that we kind of forget about maybe a little bit because uh, honestly their defense wasn't great in the Super Bowl clearly and you know so much of that story became Nick Foles and and understandably so but a big part of that team racking up the wins in the regular season and really in the postseason was their defense and the fact that they got after the quarterback with ease and that's something we've seen from this team the last couple of weeks is again you know, this is a Howie Roseman thing. Like when the Eagles prioritize both sides of the line, like you look at that offensive line now, they go 10 deep, essentially eight to 10 deep where, okay, Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham are out there. Okay. Well, we're going to come back with, with a son Reddick as a backup pass rusher or, or, you know, vice versa. You rotate those guys any which way you want. Defensive tackle, Fletcher Cox, uh, Javon Hargrave, Jordan Davis made a big play yesterday. I mean, a guy like Milton Williams, who I liked last year uh, a lot. I think Milton Williams is a good player and has potential to be a really good player. He's struggling to find playing time right now. Like, that's how good that that defensive line has been, you know, set up and built where – it's difficult to even get good football players on the field. And they're getting after the passer. Hassan Reddick really, really stepping up over the last couple weeks. And, and they're creating turnovers. And another thing about this defense you just really like is they're all working in concert. Like, it's why coming into this season, while people, and, and understandably so based on the history of this organization and and when they have made splashy free agent moves, especially on that side of the ball, we're worried about a dream team type situation. And will it not all come together? Like, 
yeah, 2011, 2015. I think those are the two years, the last year chip, 2011 dream team. When you look at when this team went out and they were just uber aggressive in free agents and made these big kind of splash moves and didn't work out. But I don't think those moves really made sense when you pair them with each other. You know, I didn't think it was a situation where all these pieces would work in concert. But coming into this season, I felt like, yeah, these pieces are going to complement each other. well. Like the defensive line, the way these guys play, everybody's got specific roles. They're going to complement the linebackers. They're going to complement the secondary. And the secondary is playing great. Even without Avante Maddox yesterday, um, you survived it. And you really didn't. I mean, I didn't notice any any uh, terrible issues back in the in the secondary it looks like the eagles chose predominantly used josiah scott in the slot um which you know i'll have to watch back to see exactly how they did it but um i would have moved cj gardner johnson up i said that on 94 wip the other night um instead the eagles go with josiah scott and i think he did a good job and, and the safeties are playing well and the linebackers are playing well i mean tj edwards has gotten a lot better. Like this kid has really improved. You see what about TJ Edwards that this organization liked and, and why they view him as an every down linebacker. He's playing well. Kaiser White, another guy they got um, as something falls over in my office here. I apologize for that. But Kaiser White, um, you know, a guy who has played well, who the Eagles got on a low free agent money deal this offseason. So the defense playing well together. And how about some credit for Jonathan Gannon? I mean, Jonathan Gannon, who we had a lot of questions about after last year, the way that he ran things defensively, the lack of aggression, um, and that was only ratcheted up after week one when the Eagles went to Detroit and gave up 35 points. But this last three weeks, this is playing this defense is playing like one of the best in football. And, you know, Washington, I think they're not a great offense. Uh, they got some weapons, but but with Wentz at quarterback and that offensive line, I, I don't really view them as a great offense. Minnesota has a good offense, and the Eagles held them seven points, forced three turnovers. Jacksonville has a good offense. Doug Peterson's a good coach. Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. They have weapons. And, yeah, the Eagles gave up. Uh, a couple touchdowns early, and let's also remember seven of those coming uh, courtesy of their defense on a pick six. Um, so, you know, the Eagles essentially held them to 14 points, forced five turnovers. This defense playing at a really high level. Now, they have a test next week in Arizona. Uh, I'm going to that game, very excited, uh, and it should be a, a fun one out there in, in Arizona. And they got some weapons. Kyler Murray's obviously a dangerous quarterback. Um, and obviously, uh, the reunion with Zach Ertz is this three week reunion tour with Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson, Zach Ertz concludes the next week. Um, but I think the defense should have success in that game. I mean, Kyler Murray, you can force Kirk Cousins and, and Trevor Lawrence into mistakes. You can force Kyler Murray into mistakes. And this defense is playing great football right now. They're playing like a defense that can carry this team and can carry them through difficult points because as well as the offense has played, the offense is going to struggle sometimes. I mean, that's just going to happen. And this defense is doing a tremendous job. So a great win for the Eagles yesterday. They're 4-0. Um, as for the other side, Doug Peterson. Um, hopefully Doug continues to have success down there in Jacksonville. Obviously glad that they lost yesterday. But I think Doug's got a good football team. Um, 
And one of my observations for the first four weeks of the NFL season is that I think that team's going to win that division, honestly. I mean, the AFC South is not very good. The Colts are just really overrated. Like this, what they have done at the quarterback position over the last couple of years, just been a mistake. Just going after guys like Wentz and Matt Ryan, who just aren't what they used to be. I mean, Wentz, his tail off happened early. Matt Ryan's just old. Uh, and I, I didn't think that was the right way for them to go. Um, but uh, they lose to Tennessee yesterday. Tennessee's a tough team. Vrabel's a, a good coach, but I just don't think they have a lot of talent. I think, you know, they really screwed up that A.J. Brown situation. And with Ryan Tannehill, we saw in the postseason, there's just a limit on what you can accomplish when that guy is your quarterback. So I and, and Houston stinks. So I do think Doug and, and the Jaguars have a good chance to win that division. And when it's all said and done, I, I think they will. I do. I think they're going to be the team to come out of the AFC South. Hopefully Doug has success. Cool moments with him and all his former guys, uh, Eagles players out on the field yesterday. Um, did the jersey jacket exchange with Jason Kelsey, uh, you know, and, and and really cool, and you wish Doug all but the best. A great guy and and a hell of a coach here in Philadelphia. Now, as for some other uh, quick NFL observations here uh, before we wrap up from yesterday, I mean, uh, not to toot my own horn here, but uh, 13-2 and two on picks straight up this week. I mean, not often do I have that good of a record. Not often do I honestly crack 500. Uh, in the NFL, difficult league to predict, but uh, the only games I got wrong this week, I thought Baltimore was going to beat Buffalo, so I got that one wrong, and I also missed on the uh, the Seahawks and the Lions. I picked the Lions of that one, Seahawks won, but every other game picked correctly, so 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 not bad. But some of the other interesting things, obviously, you look at the NFC East, uh, the Cowboys beat up on the Commanders. I think it's pretty obvious now more than ever. That this division, it's going to be the Eagles and Cowboys. I mean, the Commanders stink offensively. Um, the Giants are going to fall off. I mean, they're three and one for now. That team has just played nobody. They stink. We saw them play Dallas last week. They were not impressive. Um, and it's going to be the Eagles and the Cowboys. We'll see uh, how long Dak Prescott remains out. Now it looks like he's targeting next week. I'd be surprised if he plays in that game. Um, I'm sure they would love to have him back for that Sunday night game on October 16th in Philadelphia. Uh, we'll see. Um, but honestly, I don't know how much it really matters. Like, I just think the Eagles are the better team, uh, and they should win that game. They'll be favored regardless. Uh, but obviously, Cowboys beat up on the Commanders. I think kind of showing the Commanders are, are just not very good. Uh, the Jets beat the Steelers. Now, the Steelers do go to Kenny Pickett in that game, um, and they just got to play Kenny Pickett. Mitch Trubisky stinks. Like, I thought maybe, maybe in Pittsburgh, he could have some sort of a resurrection, some sort of bounce back. He's just, he just can't play. And what a bad pick in retrospect. That was from the Chicago Bears, man. Think about that. Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. These were some of the quarterbacks on the board. And you took Mitch Trubisky. I mean, just from a talent perspective alone, what a terrible miss that was. And speaking of Patrick Mahomes, that game last night was just – I don't know if there's ever been a player in the NFL that I have more fun just watching on a week-to-week -week basis than Patrick Mahomes. That one flip touchdown he threw at the two-yard line last night was incredible. 
you know, Andy Reid coming off a loss is just money. I mean, the Chiefs were the easiest bet in the world last night. Um, and, you know, as far as Tom Brady goes, I just don't think that team is right. Like, there's something weird about that team. And I don't know if it has to do with all the weird Brady offseason stuff, uh, but they don't seem right. And the NFC is just wide open at this point for the for the Eagles to take it. There's no powerhouse tonight. Will be an interesting game in the NFC. You got the Rams going out to San Francisco to take out the night, take on the Niners. Um, both teams, I don't think, have been overly impressive early on in the year. Obviously, a big storyline for San Francisco: Trey Lance getting injured, them going back to Jimmy Garoppolo, and I like the Niners tonight. I think the Niners win this game uh, by somewhere between a field goal and a touchdown. Uh, just like them in this spot. Uh, Kyle Shanahan seems to get the best of Sean McVay quite a bit. Obviously, the Rams got the last laugh last year in the NFC Championship game. Now, Chikwaski Tart, who the Eagles cut in training camp, caught <laughs> an easy interception. Then maybe everything ends differently. Niners go to the Super Bowl and, and play Cincy. Um, but uh, obviously, the Rams got that one. I think the Niners get a little revenge tonight and get the victory there. But the NFC, wide open for the taking and a great win. For the Eagles and the other, before we wrap up here, another storyline I got to mention, uh, obviously we'll be keeping our eye on Monday night football, but the Phillies tonight with an opportunity to clinch a playoff berth for the first time in 11 years. It looked unlikely early in the year. Then Joe Girardi gets fired. They storm back. It looks very likely. Then in the last couple weeks, it looked Dyer over the weekend, that Saturday game against Washington, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, why, why do I care? Like, I'm just, this team is so frustrating. But the Phillies get some luck, honestly. The Marlins help them out in Milwaukee. They get a big win on Sunday. Um, and Saturday night, they're able to win game two of that doubleheader. And the Phillies an opportunity with a win or a Brewer loss to clinch tonight. I'll say this. I don't want the Brewers to lose. I don't want the Brewers to lose. I want the Phillies to win their way in. I don't want them back their way in. I know Houston's a difficult opponent, but I want them to go in with some confidence here. Win to get in. I would like to see the Brewers sweep their series and put a little pressure on this team. That's how I want to get it done. It just wouldn't feel right for the Phillies to back their way in. I want them to win one of these final few games, and I want them uh, to clinch the playoff berth for themselves. So we'll obviously be watching that very closely tonight. Hopefully the Phillies can get in, um, you know, and, and get some excitement around that team, but we'll see how it all plays out. Thank you for listening uh, to the podcast today. I will be back on sports radio, 94 WIP tomorrow night, Tuesday night. If you're listening to this on a Monday, um, it is Tuesday night. I'll be on following Phillies Astros. Who knows? Maybe the Phillies clinch tomorrow night, and I'm coming on right after uh, the Phillies clinch their first playoff berth in 11 years. But I'll talk to you then on Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'll also be back on Thursday following Thursday Night Football. Uh, so a few uh, times you can catch me on 94 WIP this week. But thank you for listening to the weekly Eagle Reaction Pod. Eagles 4-0. They beat the Jaguars 29-21. Um, and a great time to be a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next time right here on Trash Talk with TK. I'm TK. Tom Kelly, thanks for listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 